Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Well, the three games in the Premiership go ahead tonight despite all the worries about the rising COVID cases and the fact that from this weekend, from Boxing Day, a crowd limit of 500, whether you're at Celtic Park with 60,000, Ibrox with 50,000 or Stenhouse Muir with a couple of thousand, it's 500, the crazy decision at the moment, it's going to be discussed though tonight. Seven o'clock, a meeting of the SPFL board. Davey, the key thing is the games are going to get ahead so far, but there's confusion for everybody. Well, it, may, it makes no sense, Paul. Um, you know, if you consider that 50,000 people were allowed to go to Hamden last weekend at a time where the Scottish government were well aware of Omicron and, and where this uh, virus was heading, it makes no sense to stop the game now. Uh, in my opinion... Um, the, the game of football in this country has taken a right good kicking. Um, it's, it was on its knees previously. There is no furlough scheme now. Um, the clubs have done everything that has been asked of them in terms of, of testing. Uh, players, most of the players are vaccinated now. The, the clubs have bent over backwards and they're getting another kick in the teeth when they can least afford it. And you heard Michael from Bucks Bar on the news there. The hospitality industry has been absolutely decimated, Barry, by, by COVID. I mean, we want to look after everyone. Of course we do. People should get jabbed, double jab, get your booster. It's a really difficult one. I'd hate to be in charge of the country, but there's so much indecision at the moment and so many different rules. Yeah, as in, in terms of the hospitality sec uh, sector, it's took an absolute batter. Um, over the last couple of years in terms of football I've got to agree with Davey there was 50,000 fans at Ibrox on the Saturday and 50,000 fans at, at Hamden in, in the Sunday for the League Cup mm -hmm. final um, and then the deciding boxing day to cut it down to 500 but there's three games tonight that are allowed um, full capacity now I'm looking at the games Hibs and Aberdeen that'll be close to a full house tonight yeah. mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. a great game St Johnson Ross County St Johnson bottom of the league, Ross County second bottom. I would, I'm sure the, the Saints fans are about in force to try and support their team. And you know it's going to be a, a full house at um, St Man Park, St Man against Celtic. Um, so I find it strange that they're allowing fans in tonight, then come Boxing Day, it's 500. If it's about contagion, if it's about public health, which it is, that's what they're trying to do to help people though, Davey. Barry, it's a good point, isn't it? What, There's so much contradiction it about it. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm reading this correctly, and, the, you know, the rules are changing every five minutes. But if I'm reading this correctly, um, after Boxing Day, only 500 people would be allowed into a football match. Down the road in the pub, you could sit in a crowded pub and watch the game indoors in a mm. pub, and yet you can't sit outdoors, reasonably spaced from your fellow supporters. Now, that, to me, makes no sense whatsoever. 
It doesn't. It's hard to understand, Barry. And inevitably, people will say, what is going to happen? Are Sky going to allow them if they decide tonight? What do you think is going to happen, Davey, Barry? There's a, a chance that they will say, we'll stop. Let's go for the winter break now. Uh, I think Sky generally try and accommodate the wishes of the SPFL, uh, the, the, the clubs. Yeah. And, you know, there, there is a, a meeting tonight. Um, there would appear to be a consensus for bringing the, the winter break forward. Um, uh, and I can understand Rangers' opposition to that because yep. they would rather play the big game in an empty stadium, mm-hmm. wouldn't they? But um, that, that may be one way of lessening the impact, the financial impact uh, for clubs going forward. Barry? Yeah, I can see where Rangers are coming from. You'll, you look at the, the next game they've got, it's at Man at home. They've obviously been hit hard with, with COVID. And then they've got two massive games, one against Aberdeen up at Petodre which is normally a, a full house, what is it, 17, 18,000. Yep. And obviously mm-hmm. you've got the game in January 2nd when you're going away to Celtic Park and there's going to be 62,000 Celtic fans in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, you look after yourself, you look, look out for the best interests. I can I can see why Rangers are, are wanting the games to, to go ahead. And also Ross County um, seem the same way because they, um, in between, I think they're away to Hearts, but they've got two home games up at Dingwall and their form at home has been pretty decent so listen you look after yourself and Rangers are also worried that uh, because of the African nations yep I forgot to mention that again after the winter break you're going to lose Balogun um, I know he's been out injured Bassey who's been a another present under Gio and for me Rangers top player at this moment in time Joe Aribo mm. so that's three big players you're going to be missing so I can fully understand where Rangers are are coming from but two years ago Rangers went to Celtic for the, the New Year's game and they beat Celtic in front of 60,000 fans 500 or 600 of whom were Rangers fans so it was 59,000 Celtic fans it didn't do them any harm then I'd love to see Football United on it but maybe that's naive yeah, yeah. not with 40 million quid up for grabs at the sure. end of the season Paul I can mm. see where Rangers yep. are coming from I'm sure Celtic would be taking the same stance but from what we're reading, there, there appears to be a consensus within the league clubs that they want to pull the, the winter break forward and I think there's a decent chance that'll happen. Well, we'll probably, we'll all know tonight, Barry, later on, seven o'clock meeting, people will look after what they think is in the best interest of their club. What do you feel, if it does stop, what would you say? If they stop the league early, for I, three I weeks, four weeks? I can see both points, Paul. Sure, I, I, I yeah. can see, listen, this virus is sweeping the, the country, there's no doubt about it, and I can understand where clubs are coming from, and I can understand the, the two clubs where they're coming from who want the games to go ahead. Um, so they'll need to, listen, the decision will come at seven o'clock, we just need to wait and see what that decision is going to be. There's a meeting of the uh, clubs from the Championship, the first in your own first division and second division. is going on at the moment, but we won't know till later, probably tomorrow morning, uh, about what's going on there. Your next game, Barry, you're due to yeah, play this It's weekend. all changed again. Um, we've, got to, we've got to test every single day. Mm-hmm. We're only part-time. It's the same for every part-time club. Um, we do our, our normal regime on a Tuesday and a Thursday and match day, but the, the days that they're not in at the club... They have got to send a test in by six o'clock that day. Um, so that's one of the, the big changes. Um, and there'll be another couple of changes, I would imagine, we get told last night. We just need to wait to see how the meeting goes and what's going to happen going forward. Tough, Davey. Would you fancy playing these days and getting these tests every single day? And there's a part-time club well, having to do it as well. I, I would do it if I had to do it, Paul. Yes. And, and as I said earlier on, the, the game in general has bent over backwards to comply with all the regulations, and there have been many. Um, and you know this is the last I think this is the last thing the game needs 
at this particular moment, this time of the year, where clubs count on good festive crowds mm. coming through the turnstiles, the last thing they need is, is a shutdown. And I would have to say, and I might be accused of being an ex-Celtic player who's who's trying to promote Celtic's cause here, but I think it would make more sense to bring the winter break forward. And I think Nicola Sturgeon's embargo would finish around 17th, 18th of January. You would then have a week or eight days to, to play a couple of the games um, and, and try and get the games in, if you like. Yeah. Mm. See, see, the only issue I've got there, Davey, is both Rangers and Celtic are still in Europe. You've got an international game coming up as well. It may be difficult mm -hmm. to fit them in. So that's why maybe they're taking a bit of time. If they are going to bring this winter break forward, where can they fit the games in? Because there is a lot of football still to be played. I mean, you do. You, you need the wisdom of Solomon to solve yeah. it. I mean, it's a it's a pandemic. We know it is, um, but it's really really difficult. We just we'd love the game to continue and for people to be able to go to football and we want crowds outside. We, we exactly, know, we want crowds as well. The game that, that for me is another reason to bring the winter break forward. Yeah, you know, and then if Nicola Sturgeon's, uh, you know, she's closed the game down basically until run to the seventeenth or eighteenth, uh, and then after that, hopefully, mm. hopefully. This uh, th this pandemic has lessened somewhat, and we might be allowed crowds back into to, to grounds, and then we can play as many games as we as we possibly can. But I accept Barry's uh, case here as well. There, there are, it's such a crowded uh, fixture list that it's going to be very difficult. Your old international boss Jock Steen said, "The game without fans is nothing." Well, I, I think the game even last season um, it wasn't the same, was it? It, it was it was. Uh, for a lot of a lot of the time, it was training ground football. It looked yeah. like training sure. ground football. Remember at the I, beginning, we loved the German thing. That first week when we saw them when yeah. they came on, and then it's it just was it, different, it, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. as intense. No. The the pace of the game was different. We 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 need crowds back mm. in in the grounds, not just for the players, but for the clubs, for the income. Mm. Um, they they've done it. the game of football's done its but It needs a break, and we need it. it was eerie watching mm. it last. Yeah. I, mm. I didn't enjoy it. I, I think if you ask any any football player who participated in any of the games with no fans in the stadiums mm. they wouldn't have enjoyed it that's why you want to, want to be a football player yep. to play in front of big crowds mm. um, so yep I didn't enjoy it last year and hopefully it doesn't come back to that if I'm being honest with you because look the, the fans I mean we all go on about the football players and the clubs and rightly so but the fans suffered as well they didn't get out and get to watch their mm. teams and that's when mental health and all that sort of stuff yeah. kicks in as well. Still playing on in the Premier League in England, Davey? Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? They're, well, they're playing on who's right, who's wrong. Well, if you remember back to the beginning of this pandemic, and uh, I, I suggested in here that if the English Premier League had to play the games on the moon, they would they would yeah. find a way to get it done because yeah. there is so much money at uh, stake down there. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of money at stake up here as well, remember. Uh, Sky's far well. I think Sky are the biggest benefactor to the game up here. Yeah. Um, so they, they will try and get the games played. But ironically, we need the fans in more than ever in Scotland because we don't get anything like the revenue that they get in England, as you know from the from Sky and BT and all the rest. But we depend on the uh, people uh, coming I, through the turnstiles. I've seen an interview with Dave Cormack. He says when it goes down to that 500 mm. fans, I think Boxing Day until the winter break. Mm. Aberdeen are going to lose in the region of half a half million, million. pounds. 500,000 yeah. pounds. And especially, yeah. what, what's that? Six, seven days? Of course. It's, it's a hell of a lot of money. It's huge. Yeah. Huge for one club. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's really, really difficult. I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but to say that you can have 500 in a ground 
like Celtic That's Park. Crazy, isn't it? You know, it's, it's crazy. Or Ibrox. It, Come on, we can do a bit better than this, surely. What is the number then? Is it 5,000? I get it. Most mm. people are being jagged. We want to look after people. Of course we do. But I think just to go 500 is a bit... Come on, we're yeah. better than that, that, That's surely. why I think, yeah. you know, if if you bring the winter break forward yep. and, you know, when this three-week um, hiatus is finished, then you get the old firm game on as soon as possible in a, in a full house, a full house. Um, and I'm pretty sure Sky would be agreeable to that. Sky, I don't, I don't think Sky on the business have shown football matches um, in front of 50-odd thousand empty mm. seats. It, it all adds to the spectacle that if you have a crowd in the ground. Of course. We've got three games on tonight. We're going to talk about them. What do you think about what should happen? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven. The game's on tonight. Hibs against Aberdeen. St Johnson against Ross County. And it's really a decimated St Mirren a lineup against Celtic. We'll bring you the lineups in what? Not not much more than yeah. Second hour of the program, we'll have the lineups for the games. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. It's been a quieter week for Rangers. They are seven points clear at the top of the table, as we know after the win against Dundee United at the weekend. So Rangers have had a few days off. GVB has not been on media duty, so we're not going to hear from him just now. As Pastor Cogler though has been speaking to us after Celtic's win in the cup at the weekend cup final victory be great to talk about football now Barry won't it we're up for it let's start it's talking about football Davy as well but first of all he's speaking here about an early winter break I just can't look at these things as some sort of hypothetical situation because you know if I use all my time I'm trying to figure out whether that's a good solution and then tomorrow somebody says to me well no actually this is happening then I'll just waste limited brain space I have it's something that may or may not happen and like I said all, all these things are obviously a concern you know it's not like like I say, I'm not dismissing them, but uh, yeah, you'd appreciate uh, not just me, every every person in my position at the moment, probably everyone, yourselves, including life. There are things happening on an hourly basis that could potentially affect your life. You just got to deal with what's before you. There's a game tomorrow which is on at the moment. I mean, that's at the forefront of my mind, you know. And what about playing behind closed doors with what five? It's virtually no fans. What does he think? My instant reaction is, I mean, I don't like it in terms, I don't like football played behind closed doors. I had a, pretty much a season of it in Japan and I just didn't enjoy it. You know, there was, to me, it becomes a different game, uh, becomes, you know, a different sort of environment even for the players. And of course, my preference is to play with, with supporters in there, uh, even if it was a, a reduced capacity. Um, but again, as with all these things, um, we have to follow the guidelines and have to follow whatever protocols are put in place. and. You know, we as a club have to accept that and, and just get on with it. Davey, on the game itself, St Mirren against Celtic tonight, yeah. Celtic need the points. It's unthinkable from their point of view to go, you know, to stay seven points yeah. behind Rangers. I, I said after the, the cup final at the weekend, Paul, that the, the next game, the next league game is always a tricky one because there, there is a sense of anti-climax. You know, one minute you're running around Hamden with a ticker tape in the cup and the next minute, with no disrespect to Paisley, you're running out you know, is, is in your love street, I'm not sure what yeah, it's called now, it's but it's a totally, yep. totally less glamorous environment. Uh, and also you've got to remember that Ange Postacoglu is without Turnbull, mm-hmm. he's without Forrest, he's without Jota. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's another reason why he would quite happily have the season finished now, have the winter break now, and then when they resume, he might have some of his, his top boys back. Mm-hmm. Barry, did you find it hard after winning a cup to then play just a few days later somewhere like Love Street? 
Yeah, well, certainly the League Cup. I mean, the Scottish Cup is different because that's sure. the, the last. Yeah. Where were you? Mallorca. Yeah, what was your favourite place? Come on, let's think of it. Could have been anywhere. Could have been anywhere. Celebrations lasted three or four days. Um, what was yeah. your favourite place to go? With Rangers, where did you like to go? I think we need to hear about some sunshine, well, don't well we? Well, Park Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> where was it? Where was it? Marbella no but yep. see to be honest with you after the um, as soon as the the Scottish Cup finished we were oh, away with the family family yep. yeah we, we celebrated sure. with, the, with yeah. the team obviously for yeah. two or three maybe four days um, mm. and then it was family then it was holidays yeah. yeah but, but in terms of the League, the League Cup, Cup yeah. yeah it was it was hard because you're obviously in the high and then as David says no disrespect but you are going to a, a smaller stadium a yep. tighter pitch mm. the surface is not going to be as good um, but they need to be bang on it because Celtic need to win tonight even a draw I don't think it's good enough six points they need to make sure they get the three points and, and get the, the margin back to four points um, behind Rangers and look at Dundee United they came to Ibrox at the weekend yep. they were also quite not quite decimated but they were badly hit they had some really young players in, mm-hmm. and they came close to getting a point yeah Rangers weren't good you heard um, Giovanni mm. saying that that he wasn't happy with the performance but the main thing is getting to three points um, Jim Tavernier obviously scoring the penalty it gave him a chance um, to take Aribo out of the team because if he got booked he would be missing then the old firm game um, so li- listen it wasn't an ideal performance but the most important thing is you get the three points Go Radio Football Show give us a call 0808 17 17 700 we'll be winding up towards kick-off tonight in the three big games the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, 22nd of December. Happy birthday, Paul. Young Paul. Yeah, here. And, uh, yeah exactly. A few years ago, I've seen young Paul. Yes, he's young Paul. Young at heart. Have a great day, son. Have a brilliant birthday. And for everyone celebrating a birthday, <laughs> three still, days to go to they Santa. Still give you worries even at that age. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I still give him worries. Uh, <laughs> I'll you're, around, honest. Barry. you're looking forward to the panto, aren't you? Yeah, I, I love. Listen, Christmas is great, especially yep. now that the all the kids are going to be together. Because yep. obviously, one of my kids is away overseas playing football. The other one's moved out four or five months ago. So it'll be good to have everybody together and um, enjoy Christmas. Davy, going to get together with the girls. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. All together on uh, Christmas Day, yeah. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Brilliant. A lot of football over the period at the moment. There are meetings going on at the moment. It looks as though the Championship uh, are minded to continue playing just now. So, But we'll give you firm details soon. So there's a meeting of the Championship this afternoon, first and second division, and then the SPFL board at seven tonight. Uh, Sean's on the line. Sean, good evening. I Merry Christmas, guys, when it comes. Hopefully, Santa's good to you. And to you, you Sean. Too, Sean. All the very best. Yeah. Same to you, Sean. Sean, what are you Same thinking? Man. What would you do if you were First Minister? If I was First Minister, I don't think I would want to do that job. To be no, honest. I know, I know. But in football, what would you do just now? Would you Would you stop to be honest, or keep going? To be honest, Paul, I would stop because, see, when it comes to it, I'm speaking for the Rangers fans. So if you get an old firm on the 2nd of January, there's got to be host parties or people have got to go to the pub, heavy drinks. And you know when it's an old firm game, people yep. drink about 9 o'clock in the morning. And then you've got Aberdeen before that and the 29th, mm-hmm. vice versa, and then vice versa with Celtic games as well. I think it's madness. Either Stoke, 
new fans are allowed or you have some sort of fans, more than 500, because 500 fans, like, if you can travel to Ibrox and have 500 fans, so you can go to Ten House more and have 500 fans. To me, that's just, I don't know who makes the rules up for that, but that is just that. If you can have a stadium in Scotland, we can hold 2,000 2, people, can have ha- um, merely the stadium full, but then you go to Ibrox and Parkhead or Hamden or vice versa, Timecastle, and you only can have 500 fans. Surely you can get a better one. It's one metre distance. So if you only have 500 fans at the big stadiums, there's a there's men one metre distance in, isn't it? Yeah. I can't disagree with him. I mean, sense. Yep, if you're going to a League 2 stadium that holds 1,500 or 2,000, they're allowed 500. You go to Celtic Park, which holds just over 60,000. Ibrooks just over 50,000. And you're only getting 500 fans. You, look, if I'm being honest with you, you could get at least 20,000 yeah. in there. Socially distanced. Sure. And, it and plus, con- they're outside, of course. Yeah. And it could conti- And we're all getting the vaccinations, or most people are. Um, and we urge you to get that. We really should. And more and more people, I yeah. think, get mentioned today, that was the most that's had the booster Great. in one day. Mm-hmm. So the vast majority of people are getting vaccinated and boosted. You're getting yours soon as well. I've had, I've had my booster. Had Good. Yep. Excellent. I got, I got yep. my booster last week. Good, that's what we should happen. See, 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 to be honest, I know I don't want to go into politics with us, but see if we're all getting jagged and all, probably 90% of the country's jagged, why are we still getting all these heavy COVID-19 outbreaks? I don't get that. But I see in America, they're actually paying $100 to get your jags. So. That's yeah, another thing there. But I mean, I think these things mutate that hopefully it's not as bad as it was before, but it is rising at the moment. But it will rise because it came from a zero or a one, a position of one. There were six, remember, three weeks ago. David, what do you feel about Sean's uh, suggestion then that you know there should be many more in the grounds? Otherwise, just yeah. um, let's let's can it I, for I'm, three I'm weeks. I'm with him 100%. I think it's a nonsense. I mean, where did they get this arbitrary figure 500 from? You know, in a 60,000 seater ground you're allowed 500 mm. you're allowed 500 in a ground that holds it's maybe got a thousand seats you know it's, it's absolute and they've, they've been making it up as they've gone along and, and that's that's one of the reasons I think that football has been so unfairly treated I, I do think I'm pretty sure the SPFL tonight the Premiership will vote to bring the, the winter break forward and it gives it gives them a better chance of playing games after Nicola Sturgeon's shut down in front of crowds and that for me is what football is all about playing in front of crowds particularly the old firm you, you asked about Sky Sky's flagship fixture obviously is the old firm game they've got an Edinburgh derby due the day after and if they can move them back and show them in full stadia uh, I think they would be well up for that and Sean you've got such a strong squad you're seven points clear even four you know Celtic win tonight you've surely got I know you have you've got confidence in your team to win the league yeah. I get I've got confidence. Um, maybe only twenty five points. We might cut it down to ten or something, but, ten. but I am confident for the Rangers team. So yeah. I want it to go. But if if you can get maybe increase it to five or ten thousand, fair to keep the season going. But if you're only going to get five hundred points, eh, five hundred fans, I don't see the point. And I think they're as well just stopping it because if if Aberdeen's got a lose, eh, is it half a million? Which Rangers and Celtic got a loss? Well, exactly, Sean. Listen, Sean, thanks very much for calling us. Have a great Christmas. Cheers, Sean. Sean speaking uh, a a lot of good sense there. It's really difficult. When I saw it flash up in the sky there about Scotland and a a limit of 500 people at the football, it doesn't make sense.
Look at tonight at Hibs. There'll be 15, 16, maybe 17,000 Hibs yeah. against Aberdeen. So my point is, it's a pretty big stadium. And yeah. It's a terrific stadium. St. Johnson against Ross County, modern stadium as well. What There there could be, what, five or 6,000 tonight. And St. Mirren Celtic, modern stadium. Um, and it was a smaller, what, seven or 8,000? 8, yeah. yeah. Um, but to say 500 then doesn't make sense. And people are all arguing about it, but actually it needs a bit of decisive... Uh, action probably from the leaders in the I think game. we'll get it tonight I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. we'll get it tonight um, I, I, would, I would understand why Rangers would oppose it um, because they would rather play the old firm game in a, a, an empty ground um, but um, you know I, I think the clubs it would suit the clubs obviously to have the revenue of, of good crowds and the only way I, that they, they can do that is to bring the winter break forward and when when the shutdown the three week shutdown is over Try and cram in as many games as we can. Some of the other headlines in the last few days. Southampton were up watching Joe Aribo at the weekend. He was, I know, Barry was winced there, didn't you? You were you pleased he was on the bench anyway for a while. Yeah, it was uh, good. He, <laughs> he was rested for yellow card. But you looked at Barry when he came on um, for the 20 or so minutes. Look, I'm not surprised that there's going to be, that there is going to be interest in Joe Aribo. Simply because he's been Rangers' best player this year. And he's added the hardest thing to his game and that's scoring goals. Um, so he's going to attract interest. I'm sure if you ask any Rangers fan or every Rangers fan, they would love to see him get tied down in a, a new deal. I know he's got a couple of seasons left. Um, but look, there's going to be interest because he's a very, very good player. Joe Aribo, you'd pay money to go and see him, wouldn't you? Yeah, outstanding. Um, you know, I, I think Ryan Kent's form obviously ha has improved recently, but... You know, over the last, what, six months or so, Aribo's been the top performer. You know, Morelos and Kent uh, are the two headline acts, if you like, uh, in terms of, of of Rangers getting really good money for selling players. But Aribo, for me, has been outstanding. He's come up fast in the rails, oh, yeah, big he? Time. Terrific yeah, big player. Time. Yeah, he's improving all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got all the attributes a midfielder needs. He's strong, powerful, can get about the pitch, can handle the ball, can dribble... And as I said, he's, he's scoring goals. And that was a brilliant bit of business. I think they, they paid £300,000. That was the fee that they had to give um, Charlton. And the way he's performing, you're talking over £10 million now. Who found him? Do we know who it was? Stephen Gerrard signed him. Stephen Gerrard, yeah. I just wonder in the, you know, in the recruitment but It's a good story. Uh, I'm no, not too sure, Davey, but he came from non-league. Yeah. I think it was tier seven. I think he was yeah. playing in. Wow. Maybe it was Russell. Charlton yeah. took a chance ah. on him. Um, had a, a season or two down there uh, under my ex-teammate Lee Boyer mm -hmm. he was devastated to lose him and he's come up here and he's just improved every single season and for me he's Rangers main player he sure is Rangers reminds you a bit a different player I know but Tom Rogic when you talked about a tall midfielder who's getting some goals and playing well can dance through the defences uh, Rogic having his best season ever yeah you can put that down to the manager can't you there's yeah. obviously a relationship there from the Australian national team um, under Neil Lennon Tom Rogic was a bit part player and, and now he's, he's one of the mainstays um, How does I, that happen Davey? I, I really don't know um, I, I thought Tom Rogic would have, would have left Celtic you know the lack of action he got under Neil Lennon I thought he'd have said I'm out of here I want to play every week and I think he had a good offer from the Middle East if I'm yeah, right the guitar. Yeah, uh, and the, the money would have been phenomenal so I was surprised he, he stayed but certainly Ange Postagoglu Costa Cogley will be delighted he stayed because he's getting the best of him. Big dough, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but go right. Oh, got <laughs> I thought Davey was just dying. He was wincing at that time. Yeah, he, he's a player. Tom Rogic. Sure is, isn't he? He, he yep. is a player. Um, no, no, just ability-wise. He's strong. Mm-hmm. Watching the game on in, in Sunday, I think it was Newell a couple of times trying to get in about him and he bounced off him. Yeah. Um, so again, you wonder why he didn't play for many more than 40, 50 minutes up until this season. Yeah, I, I spoke to Craig Moore about that. Because uh, there was a lot made as his fitness. Yeah. He's like, no, there's no issue with his fitness. Um, trains every day. Um, does the full pre-seasons. Just strange that he never lasted 90 minutes. You'll be glad he stayed now. There's a, a, Well, he's got a silverware. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu speaking uh, about that, about the cup win, and also about the injury update. Obviously, Dave Turnbull's, uh, you know, his one was the most significant coming out of the game. He's had a scam. We haven't got the results yet, so I'm not really sure length of time but he definitely misses out uh, everyone else we've got a few knocks and, and niggles from from the from the game obviously but I think everyone else will be okay um, you know Kyogo we're obviously going to have to manage through this period he's not 100% so you know it's, it's unlikely he'll play every game between now and the break we just got to manage him through this period from the guys kind of in rehab trying to, to come back there's no one that's going to be available for tomorrow night Kyogo doesn't sound as though he'll play tonight no yep that, that's another reason why I think Ange Postacoglu, you know, if, if it was down to him, I think he would bring the winter break forward right now and give Kyogo a rest, make sure his hamstring's okay. He was talking about burnout earlier on this season. Um, it would suit him to give Kyogo a rest. And remember, though, you know, if, if that happens and they're trying to play a lot of games January, February, Kyogo's away on World Cup duty. Mm-hmm. They, they've got two games, 27th of January and I think the 1st of February. So he's going to be away then. And, and he will be a big miss and it'll be interesting to see who of the there, there are three or four Japanese players that Celtic are talking it'll be interesting to see who they get yeah I think they're going to miss out on that I'll give you more news in a, in a moment or two Barry what about Kyogo what can you say about I wouldn't like to see him 100% <laughs> <laughs> um, no look watching the game he, he did look a bit rusty I don't know if you agree with me David like, first half an hour he wasn't the same but he's two finishes let's be honest with you mm. they're, they're, they were top class Um he wasn't getting about as much as possible, but listen, I think he only trained the day before the, the cup final. But look, that just shows you how important Kyogo is uh, to Celtic. Yeah, two chances, didn't he? Yep. The whole night, the whole game, two chances, took the both of them, and that's 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 a big game player. I mean, even the first chat, I mean, the first goal. Sorry, a lot of people are saying about the second yeah. one. I mean, great chip, no doubt about it. Quick free kick, but I thought the first goal was was a top class finish as well. Terrific player, isn't he? Um, you, you would hate to play against him <laughs> he's so hard yeah, to play against he's just a buzz him, yeah. bomb he's got hundreds of um, loads of energy mm-hmm. and a lot of people going about his ability and rightly so but one thing about him I love he's, he's work ethic yeah. Yeah. works so hard for the team mm-hmm. good team player Kyogo hasn't been called up for that one so that's uh, ah, right, that's, that's a good bonus. news so he that's hasn't been yet. thank you James the Japan manager named uh an all domestic side for that one. Right. So I think he's taken into account players from all over the world, but for, for that one. I've so that. So the Japan manager. Exactly. <laughs> Barry's trying to uh, sort it out there. <laughs> um, I see Jordan Henderson, uh, the Liverpool captain, said that he thinks that football's not protecting players enough during uh, the COVID crisis. Because, I mean, you know, we want to look after the players as well, but players can also help themselves by, by getting jobs. He jabbed. was going on about yeah. the games as well. I mean, I mean, I'd done it when I was down uh, in the Premier League. The you play in Boxing Day yep. and then you play in the 28th, 48 hours. I mean, it's, it's a hardship. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
It is. The, um, I know they've got big squads, but it is. That, that's a difficult one. Mentally, is that tough as well? Really, when you think, yeah, a lot yeah. of people think it's just physically, but mentally as well, because you're mm. under pressure. Um, so look, it's it's a tough. I know a lot of people going about. They're paid hundreds of thousands of pounds, and and I get that, but it's um, it's an entertainment business as well, and you can't expect them to play at the same level for me in Boxing Day then the twenty eighth. I like the way the manager, Jurgen Klopp, has spoken about COVID, Davy. I think yeah, he's so do good, I. good so leadership. Do I. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people have been sitting on the fence, but mm. uh, Klopp is quite adamant uh, the players have to get vaccinated. Um, and I, I know there have been some figures banded about. And I'm, listen, I'm a layman here. I listen to the medics every day. Um, and the one thing that I've consistently heard is that 90-odd percent of the people who are seriously ill in hospital with this virus are unvaccinated. Get your jab. It is a worry, the conspiracy theorists, you know, who are going around saying, oh, you know, this, that happens, you know, please get the jab, get the vaccine. You've yep. got to listen to the medical experts. Um, and if they say, for me, if I'm listening to them, which, like Davy, I do, and they're, they're telling you to get the vaccination, well, get it. There's a football analyst on the breakfast show. I heard him on the news this morning with Joe Maguire. A Kieran Maguire, no relation, I don't think, but you never know with the Maguires, do you? They're everywhere. They, and he was saying about the financial impact on the clubs and how it's greater in Scotland because we take a greater proportion of the money through the gates. We don't get the same uh, in television. His boss, Dave Cormack, has been speaking about it. As you mentioned, Barry, they've lost, they'll lose half a million in the next week or so, Aberdeen with only 500 fans. And Stephen Glass was asked, the Aberdeen manager, what about football without the fans? Yeah, a club like Aberdeen, and I think the, the biggest impact is going to clearly be the Dundee game at home on Boxing Day and the Rangers game at home on the 29th. There's no doubt we'd rather play that in front of the people that have come home for Christmas to watch us and they've already bought tickets. I think the club provide a safe environment, but we don't make those decisions. If it was playing in front of very, very limited fans, I would, of course I would rather not play and play in front of a big crowd in those games, 100%. The, the bit I'm saying that I don't see the reasoning, if that is the case, hypothetically, is why would you say this rule is really important in four days, three days' time, but not tomorrow night? I don't see the reasoning at all and I don't see the sense in it. Davey? Well, I mean, if Stephen Glass, if Aberdeen lose half a million pounds from the Rangers game, I mean, that'll impact on Stephen Glass's plans uh, in the window. And Ryan Hedges, that half a million, you know, could make the difference. Dave Cormack might feel, well, I'll, I'll make up that half a million. I'll sell Ryan Hedges right now. I'm sure Stephen Glass would rather keep him, even if he's running his contract down. He hasn't given up on him renewing his contact, contract, although that seems unlikely. But it's going to impact on budgets right across the, the SPFL. Barry, you know you have to work, no matter whether you're at Rangers or Aberdeen, Celtic, Alloa, wherever you are, there are budgets. Mm. And this is an impact. I also agree with him because I've been at a lot of lower league grounds and the clubs, even at League One level, do create a safe environment for mm. the fans. They work really, really hard. All the volunteers, whether you walk in, it's really professional. And I can imagine it's the same or even better at Premier League level. So... All clubs have tried their best to create, first and foremost, safe for the players and the staff, but also, most importantly, for the fans. But all, all the all the test pilots, Barry, that the government allowed last season, you know, I think it was 600 first, then it was 2,000. Mm. As far as I'm aware, there was no, um, no adverse knock-on yeah. effect. There, there mm. was no spike in, in the cases after mm. that. And that's, that's a case that all the clubs made who held test pilots' event. They, they said, we followed the protocols down to the letter, mm. And there has been no problem. So I, I, I don't see why we're back to 500. I don't know who, 
who plucked 500 that figure out of the air mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'll be honest it's no ideal being in separate dress rooms but you've got your red zones everything's well marked you're sanitised as soon as you walk in your masks are on the clubs I mean I'm talking about lower level yeah. part time football clubs they do a brilliant brilliant job and I can, man- I can imagine the Premier League teams will be even better than that even more so because football seems to get a bit of a bad rap but football is doing a massive amount to try to you can't eradicate COVID it's, it's, it's a virus that's there but we're getting it down overall people are getting jabbed and football I mean you tell us about all the testing and all the protocols yeah, but you can try your best to keep it as safe as possible Absolutely. and that's what these clubs do sure. as you say we, we test we're testing every single day now yep. yeah. and for young people as well see the mental health if we were to stop it I mean it's Absolutely. okay for a couple of weeks yeah. now yeah. but we need to see a way through this for people we can't we can't well, do we, do, I mean, do we, do we lock down every time there's a new variant? That's that's the question. Mm. I mean, do we just do we just close society down every every few months? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. The Go Radio, Radio Football Show. What are St Mirren fans thinking tonight? You're up against Celtic. Could there be a shock there, or will Celtic get back to four points behind Rangers? St Johnson, Ross County. My goodness, how St Johnson needs uh, points tonight and goals. Only nine goals so far this season. And Hibs against Aberdeen. Sean Maloney in charge. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, three days to Christmas. Paul Cooney, Davy Proven, Barry Ferguson. Highlights, uh, what are the Christmas crackers of this year? I mentioned it to them during the break earlier. They're like, what? Christmas crackers I know it doesn't sound like it when we're speaking about Covid but we love the football yeah. and uh, we all hope you're okay Christmas crackers of 2021 Davy, choose one throughout, the season. Yeah. throughout the season yeah. St throughout Johnson the... winning the Scotch Cup yeah. all day long and it was just so disappointing that there was no crowd there um, another reminder of just how badly affected the game has been but for Callum Davidson to pull that off was nothing short of remarkable Great shout. Two cup finals as well, wasn't it, when you think yeah. about it? And then to win the Scottish Cup. Amazing. Something they'll probably never repeat it. Uh, yeah, I don't think that'll ever get repeated, if I'm being honest with you. And probably one of the lowest budgets in the game um, up in Scotland, certainly yeah. in the Premier League. Um, so what, what a job. He's just going through, he's going through a difficult time just now, but I think he'll get through it because he's a good manager. He's still got good players, albeit he lost two of his best players. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Alan McCann being one of them um, but listen he'll get through it and it's a big game for him tonight mm-hmm. bottom in a league against second bottom I'm going to talk about that shortly Christmas cracker for you Barry Ferguson for get away with that one. I know you were I know Jason it's got to Kerr, be the next team yeah. one in the league it's got to be because it was Celtic were so dominant for nine years so dominant and then last year um, won it by 25 points which nobody seen at the start of the season because if you'd asked me at the start of the season I thought mm, I don't know if it will happen mm-hmm. um, Rangers won in the league so he go and won it and won it comfortably the 25 points is quite that when did you think remember we used to say every few nights right Barry when are you are you, are you said no not yet not until it's but when did you honestly think I think Rangers are going to win it this season probably the turn of the year uh, yep well, the three of us were mm-hmm. on this station um, on January the 3rd, whatever it was, the Rangers win against Celtic. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say then, but I think gradually that January the period, they, they went on that, that great run again and, and kept um, 
winning games of football and, and not conceding a lot of goals. Mm. And then when you get into the February March time, um, they weren't going to get stopped. They were they were so high in confidence. Um, it was just going to be a a matter of time. Then Celtic collapsed. It was some Christmas cracker for the Rangers fans, isn't it? Because yeah. um, only diehards would have thought at the start of the season that Rangers, well, nobody would have thought they'll win it by 25 points. I, don't, I, don't, I think very few people saw Rangers winning it at all. I mean, Celtic were odds on. Mm. But the, the, I think the signs were there for Celtic. You know, the, the, the double loss to Sparta Prague mm. in the Europa League, they then go out of the League Cup to Notts, uh, Ross County in, in November. Then get the Dubai situation where they were slaughtered for that, and it all began to to fall apart. So you know, I think the writing was on the wall, you know, a good bit before they lost the, the New Year old firm game. And Rangers going through the season undefeated. Yeah, they, in, in the it's the a title. remarkable, remarkable achievement. Um, and that, that's why I've said that Stephen Gerrard, you know, Rangers. Some Rangers fans felt that like he was disloyal leaving. I don't think Stephen Gerrard owes Rangers anything. He was brought up here. To stop ten in a row, and he he won the, the the one title that mattered. So, you know, I I think I think in the fullness of time, most of the Rangers supporters will will feel that that he served Rangers really well. With the Christmas card, surely it would be a good one, wouldn't it, for Stephen Gerrard from the Rangers fans in general? Now they've had what six weeks to get over it, and they've had an unbeaten run apart from the cup semi final. Apart from the cup yeah. semi final, it's been a a very good transition, and uh, from Geo. Van Bronckhurst, no, no doubt about it. Look, I, I don't. I think some of the Rangers fans would be disappointed, but I think the way that Geo's took over and the way that Rangers have been uh, performed under him, and one thing he's done is he's he's um, stopped leaking goals. He's made Rangers more solid. Um, so, look, I think the Rangers fans. I'll look back in Stephen Gerrard's time, um, and thank him. And now you need to move on. He's moved on, so Rangers need to move on. They've got a new manager, and they're in a good place at this moment in time. John's on a Kelty fan saying Christmas cracker for him was winning the title under Barry Ferguson's team in 2021. So that was obviously a, another Christmas cracker for you, Barry, winning yeah, the title. Was, yep, it was um, coming up a couple of years during COVID as well. It was difficult not having your fans in, but we're thankful that we, um, Kelty got the playoff game um, and we had to play two playoffs game, uh, playoff games. Sorry. And, Thankfully, we got the, the club up, which they deserve because the people at the club, the owner, um, the committee, were, were a brilliant group of guys and the fans. Um, it was good to, to see the fans at the end. Of it. Remember, I watched them. I paid for them and watched them. I watched both games right. Yeah, That's at right. the end. But that must be quite an achievement to bring a team into the actual SPFL, well, David. Especially when the league were trying to keep them out. <laughs> Quite deliberately. I remember. miss his column. You know that he comes out all that stuff. Well, You're right. It's, it's they true, did, isn't it? of course. Did the best to, yeah. to fix it so right. that Kelty were didn't get. They, up. They've done yeah. that certainly the, the first season we won the league. It was um, <laughs> to not get a playoff game. I could not believe it. Um, but you need to forget about that quickly and, and listen. A new season started and we just had to. With COVID being about, there was always that chance, David, it was going to get stopped again. Yeah. So we had to make sure we got off to a good start and we did. And obviously, the season get, um, ended. We were top of the league. They gave us the league and gave us a platform to get into the playoffs. If they didn't, a second year in a row, I thought it would have been an absolute joke if that never happened. And how? I mean, they're the only unbeaten team, aren't they? Yeah, Tom was, yeah. to be fair, Tom was took over and he's, he's absolute flying. Um, only unbeaten team and holy British football I think mm. it is you take a pride in that you must do you know, yeah you... but he's got his own way of playing slightly different but 
listen, some of the players that I brought are still there. Um, but Tom was doing a, a brilliant job and look, there's no doubt in my mind they'll get promoted. They'll win the league this season. So, the new manager at Hibs starts tonight. This new fad of, uh, no, we couldn't get the paperwork through in time. I see that was all the chat the other day. Well, let's hear from Sean Maloney. New manager of Hibs up against Aberdeen tonight at Easter Road. Uh, his ambitions for the club? Things really. Um, I think initially it was the, the discussions with the owner and the CEO, the vision that they had for the club, the time period. And then when I started to do, um, looking at the club more, I think the intensity and the passion and support and trying to connect connect them really uh, try and connect the support with the owner's vision I think that has to has to be the priority and working with the players I think what I really have to do is uh, immediately inspire the players I have to get them to enjoy a certain style of play it has to be the style that is the best way to win games and really look I have to inspire players and support I think that is the the first job um, and the first priority I think I'll be trying to do that in the next couple of days next weeks um, in between all the matches yeah Davey what are you thinking Sean Maloney now and he was a terrific player yeah I think you'll get the immediate respect of the entire dressing room. Um, not just because he was a, a terrific uh, footballer himself um, and obviously turned out for Scotland so many times. Also, the, the fact that he's been coaching with Belgium. I think the Hibs players, you know, when Sean Maloney walks in there, the, the Hibs players will be thinking, this guy's worked with De Bruyne and Lukaku and Hazard and all these guys. He, he must be able to improve us. And I think if you if you get the immediate respect, I think some managers go into a dressing room and they have to earn the respect mm. of, of that dressing room. I think Sean Maloney will get it immediately he walks in there. And when he thought when he saw Kevin De Bruyne to Kevin Nisbet, that's a plus, isn't it? He's an international striker and he obviously saw people there that he can help improve and they can do something. Because they, they say they're a big club. I asked Kenny Miller last week, but Kenny, are they a big club? He's obviously a former Hibs player. Um, and they should be bigger than they have been, their record. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, they've got a brilliant support. It's one ground I did enjoy going, mm. going to. Um, good support. But one thing about Sean is he, what an apprenticeship he's had as a coach. Yep. As David just mentioned there, you're, you're coaching. Um, I'm saying some of the best players, a right few of the best mm. players in the world. Mm. David just mentioned three of them, um, and then they've got so many more. So. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that he's got the opportunity. Is it a risk? Of course it is, because he's been a coach now. He needs to be a manager where he's going to go in and out of a 24, 25-man squad. He's going to have um, 14 unhappy players because he can only pick 11, and that's the things that he needs to deal with. But as I said, Martinez, he's a top manager. He's managed in Premier League level. He'd have learned a lot of him, but it's going to be different because he has to be his own man. But he's taking over a, a club that's... That say they're a big club, they want to finish, um, they want to win cups, they want to finish, I don't think they'll ever finish first or second. Third place has got to be their aim um, and he's going to take over a team which I think has got some real good players. Do, do you think, Barry, he'll be a Roberto Martinez clone? No. I, I think, when I played with Sean, he was very intelligent, he was always a thoughtful kind of guy. And the guy... He comes across to me, he's got his own style of play. He will take me bits and bobs yeah. from obviously Martinez, but and I he think should, he'll, shouldn't he? he should take some. You've got to, you, you've got to. I mean, you do that with all the managers I played under. You take bits, you, you've got your own way of playing, but also you take bits for the managers you've worked from. Um, but I think Sean will be his own man, have his own style. He's clear, he's wanting to play attacking football. I think that will suit Hibs with the players that they've got. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does but I hope he does well because he was an ex 
teammate of mine and at the national team and as you mentioned what a real good player he was as well for sure we'll give you the team news we'll give you your predictions or you'll give us your predictions I don't tell you what your predictions are I tried that once I got the custard pie <laughs> but we'll uh, wind up towards Hibs Aberdeen St Johnson Ross County St Mirren Celtic and the meetings going on about what's going to happen with Covid Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturer Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, 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 go. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre trying to spread some Christmas cheer. It's Christmas, Barry. Yeah, we're nearly there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Davey, somebody tell them in government it's, it's nearly Christmas. <laughs> So, look after yourselves, get the jabs, we've been saying it for ages, and uh, look after each other, and obviously people in the health service, etc. But hopefully, hopefully we make the right decisions, and football does the right thing. I'm not quite sure what to say on it, Davey, because uh, we'll yeah. find out what the decision of the SPFL is. Serious business. The most serious thing is people's health. We know that. When you then talk about should it stop now or then or whatever, well, actually, see if it's stopping. Just stop it. Give it a break yeah. for three weeks. Having thought about it, that's what we should do for the games. Stop the games. Look after the players as well. Get ready to start late January, which by then we hope that the hospital in, in, um, admittances won't have gone up the way that yeah. they fear yeah. that they might. And that then we could then get life going again. Well, hopefully, hopefully by yep. that time, Holyrood will open the turnstiles again, let crowds back into the grounds, yep. and there won't be too much damage done at all. That, that's that for me is the ideal uh, scenario. Bring the bring the break forward. Admissions, that was the word. <laughs> Barry, you got there, yeah, I got there eventually. Yep, you're yeah. just looking for team news coming in. Hibs against Aberdeen. Sean Maloney in charge for the first time after the cup final defeat at the weekend to Celtic. Up against Aberdeen, who are kind of rejuvenated. Your nephew Lewis will be uh, he'll be bouncing a bit, ready for Christmas. Yeah, he will be. But that's a that's a brilliant fixer. Um, Hibs and Aberdeen. That's one that I'm sure both sets of players and and fans will be be looking forward to. Listen, I think the, the Hibs fans are about in, in force tonight, no doubt about it, being yeah. Sean's first game. Um, and I thought they did pretty well. Certainly in the second half against um, Celtic, they made a real game of it. So um, that'll be a cracking game tonight. They gave it everything, David, didn't they? Well, first half hour, I didn't think they turned up, Paul. Mm. But after that, I, I think certainly in the second half, you know, the, you know whatever was said to them at halftime by David Gray, I think David Gray decided second half, right, you know, you've, you've let yourself down here. Let's see. Let, let let's see you produce what you produced against Rangers in the semi final. And in the second half, they were much more like themselves. And Kevin Nisbet de- desperately unlucky mm. with the header that came back off the post. Otherwise, we're going to extra time. See, Paul McGinn got himself into trouble for his comments. Will we hear some of them? The second one we're, we're real annoyed about. Um, it's not a foul. And then when it is, the, the fourth official's holding the the board. 
So we just assume. I think Jamie Murphy could stand over the ball, like, as you do. Steps away from it, we just assume. Sub lets it, no control over the situation, just lets it happen, the goal goes in. I, I don't know if you see me running to him straight away, get myself booked, but um, it's just uh, it's inept. They switched off, Davy. Well, if, if, first of all, if the fourth official is holding it, is, has the board ready to make the change, I can understand why Hibbs thought the substitution was going to happen, you know, right there. Having said that, you, the two centre-backs fell asleep. Mm. You don't assume anything. What, what you assume is, you assume that Kyogo's going to be on his toes and make sure you're goal side of him. And I, I thought Kyogo gave the, the two Hibs centre-backs a real lesson in, in forward play the other, uh, at the weekend there. I, I thought, you know, if you're Sean Maloney, you've got the, that video. First thing in the your first day in that dressing room, you show the two centre-backs how a proper player reacts. You don't assume anything. You're on your toes at all times. And one of them, your captain, he scored a goal, but... Might be switched yeah. on, Paul. Yeah. No matter if the fourth official's holding the board and if it's no even a foul, what I would do, I'd go and stand in front of yeah. the ball mm-hmm. yep. and he can't take a quick free kick. Exactly. So they turn their back, they switch off, Celtic take advantage of that with a good ball over the top, real good run from Kyogo. So look, you can use excuses, but I, I think until the referee actually brings the game to a stop. The game's still going on. You've got to be switched on and focused. Even if even if Jamie Murphy assumes that the substitution is going to take place and he's gone off, he stands in front of the ball until, until it happens. Of course. You know, until he gets he gets the hook. And then young Paul, you, you Paul even take a in trouble. Yep. You even take a booking for that. Sure. Because you know what normally happens, David, the, the Celtic player will go and try and kick it off yeah. him, the referee will, will book you. That's the game. You've got to... Got to so play with the head. It's one of the first things you're you're told when you walk into a senior dressing room: don't turn your back on corners, free kicks, throw-ins. Am I right, Barry? Hundred percent. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. The wisdom of Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven here on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Craig is on the line. Good evening, Craig. Evening, uh, Paul, Barry, Davy. How's doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? What are you thinking about Joe Aribo? Are you worrying? He's playing so well and apparently Southampton up at the weekend. Yes, well, um, I mean, you want to keep him. Of course you want to keep him. Um, But if Southampton make, you know, the right offer, um, and for me that offer would be uh, somewhere in the double digits of millions, um, maybe... 11 or 12 million at least for me because you know his value now and in the future with the kind of player he is is going to you know they will make that and then some on him so mm-hmm. if they'd come in with the offer I can't see us turning it down um, you know maybe I don't know how it works maybe we could strike a deal whereby if they want to come in and buy him if they're not because I don't see him walking straight into their first team if he went in January so maybe we could get it so that agreements made they want to buy him and we basically loan him back until the summer possibly but it's all about it's a money game you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day and we're a bit short on it these days so the right offer we, we will take it as much as I don't want them to go Sure Barry what would you think of that what, what about the figure 11 or 12 was Christopher Iron not about 12 million well Frimpong in terms was, of Southampton yeah. they've got previous success mm-hmm. Come up to Celtic and took Van Dyke. Yep. Um, one Yama as well. One Yama, yep. And I can understand why they're they're, um, they're watching Aribo. I've said that at the start of the show. For me, he's been Rangers' top performer. Um, I think he will go at some stage. I hope it's not this season. I 
if I'm being honest with you, and I think if you ask Craig and you, you ask any Rangers fans, they would have the, the same opinion. It is going to happen at some stage because of the league we're in up here um, and Rangers at some stage will need to sell some of their assets, but I hope it's later. What price would he be? He's got to be well over £10 million, Paul. He's got to be. Mm. You, you see some of the midfielders that even go championship level down south. Um, yeah, you've got to be looking at that and I think he's well worth it because as I said, he's an all-round midfielder. He's just no... Somebody, some people might say he's a holding midfielder. He can play that position. He can play further forward. He can play in the wide areas as well if needed. And um, as I said to you, he's added goals to his game which... Um, adds money onto your transfer fee so I can understand why their clubs after him but I would love to see him um, stay at Rangers he's got he's got the thing that's priceless in the game now and it's disappearing out of the game he can take the ball up to a defender and go past them and that that is a dying art but you know not too many players can do that now Aribo can do that and he can go either way he can go right or left you're never quite sure defender's never quite sure whether it's shown the outside or the inside mm -hmm. And he's become a huge player for Rangers. I, I would say some anywhere between ten and fifteen million pound. The problem is that Scottish clubs, and that includes the old firm, don't get proper value when they sell players to England. And that's why Van Dyke and Wanyama had to go to bigger clubs via Southampton. So whoever's doing the deal for Rangers would have to make sure there's proper sell-on arrangements as well, so that in the fullness of time, if he does go, they get, you know, they, they get what they deserve for him. Could you see Craig's suggestion of a loan period then? So, okay, Southampton pay 10, 11, 12 million, but then they loan him back to Rangers. Yeah, Sounds a good idea, the, yeah, but... it's but, up to Rangers. It's all if and buts. Um, that would be up to Rangers to discuss that. But I think Rangers would 100% want to keep him mm. until the summer. That's I don't think they'll... They want to sell anybody in January. They would hope that no big offers come in for their, their big players. Craig, what were you wanting to ask? Was it about the the winter shutdown? It was, yeah. Listen, I, I think we all know health has to come first. And, uh, you know, we've discussed it with where the madness here, number of 500 comes when you're talking about, you know, particularly Ibrox, Celtic Park, you know, 50,000, 60,000-seater stadiums. But I, I think the game needs to continue. I think part of the problem we've got here is the teams, certainly the most vocal teams right now that are trying to champion bringing it forward are teams who will benefit more from it than anybody else. You know, you look at Celtic, you know, from a footballing standpoint, they're dropping down with flies and injuries. It seems like every weekend they've got another hamstring injury because they're having to play such a high tempo all the time. Um, their players are knackered. And, you know, Turnbull out, Jota out, Furuhashi, you know, Ange Postacoglu says he'll not play until after the break. I, would, I wouldn't believe that because he said he wasn't going to play in the final and he did. My worry about that is then we go and we delay it. All that time goes by, we're still sitting in the same situation with 500 fans. The difference being that Celtic have all their players back fit and have the opportunity that they'll be able to get the players they want to get in in January from Japan, possibly back over by the time it's rearranged. And then we're having to play against players we wouldn't be playing against otherwise and vice versa. We'll end up suffering potentially if it was later in January because we could have players away in the national tournament. And I know, as I say, health is first and foremost, but you know, we are talking football here and I just that it's not just Celtic, but because other clubs as well have that. And that's my fear that they're putting their own self preservation and own interests before anything else. I think it's in everyone's interest with Christmas coming up 
to get these three games played and then go into the break. I, I really, really, truly do. Um, I think we all need it for the sake of our mental health because it, we're a big footballing nation and it helps to keep it going. And I think for it to be called off now, you know, I just don't think that that's the right thing. Davy, should the clubs go, sorry, and challenge government and say, come on, OK, we'll play on just now, but much, surely more than 500. It should be proportionate to the size of the ground and the well, of course it, and of the course, measures that yeah, are in place. Of, of course it should. The, the measures are, are, frankly, the measures are ridiculous. The restriction to 500, you know, in, a, in, in huge stadia is is clearly wrong. I'm not sure who came up with it. But, you know, Craig, Craig's right. Clubs will vote in their own interests here in this. And we understand that, that Neil Doncaster's people have asked the clubs to express their preference in terms of when the winter break is now going to take place. Um, if, if you're Celtic, you want to bring the break forward for the very reasons that Craig has just outlined there. But I do think throughout the rest of the league, money will talk. And I think if the, the clubs feel that by bringing the, the break forward now and postponing games until later in January, there's a better chance at that time of crowds being back in the grounds, they will vote for that because of income. Uh, news coming in, Leagues 1 and 2 are playing That's on. Right Barry, you've just got the news there. Um, thanks, Rob, is on it. Rob McLean keeping us right up to date there as well. So too is John Henry. We've got people on it all over the place. The Championship plus League 1 and 2 have opted not to shut down amid the COVID-19 spike. Instead, all 30 sides will continue with crowds capped at 500. Can't call it crowds at 500. But a move that has been ratified by the SPFL board. Premiership clubs have voted on whether the winter break should be brought forward. A decision expected to be announced later today. So, It makes it easier, Paul, yep. for yep. Championship um, League One and League Two at the 500 but in saying that there is some big clubs yeah. <laughs> still in the Championship and there's big clubs in um, League One mm-hmm. i.e. Falkirk I mean yeah. Falkirk get 3-4,000 um, so look they've made a decision it'll be interesting to see what the what the Premier League do but in terms of I, I can see it for both sides I can see why Rangers want to play on I can mm-hmm. I can totally see it because they're going to lose three players um, in three weeks' time, to the is it the African nations, mm-hmm. um, and also they've got two tough away trips, where normally they're full houses, and you've got what? How many thousand fans you got at Petardry normally? Two or three thousand maximum. Away support. Away, sorry, about. yeah, sure. Yep, yeah, and then obviously yep. at Celtic Park, you've not got any support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get why the, the the bigger championship clubs, Barry, the ones who who do pull in good crowds, why they would vote to continue when by by bringing the the break forward, there's a, there's a better chance of them getting crowds in when these games are rearranged. Yeah. I, I I'm not. I, I'm just I, thinking, Kilmarnock. There's one. Exactly. Mean, yeah. What are Kilmarnock getting? Dunfermline are a, a well-supported mm-hmm. team. Even Wraith Rovers get a decent crowd. Um, so yep, yeah, I'm. They're going to lose out in a, a fair bit of money, thinking on it. Mm-hmm. But the, the crowds at the five or six teams that I've mentioned. And you mentioned Dave Cormack when at the very top of the programme, half a million half quid a million that they'll be out if mm-hmm. if the Aberdeen Rangers game goes ahead in an empty ground. I mean, if you're Dave Cormack, surely you're saying bring the break forward and hopefully in three and a half weeks' time mm-hmm. we'll have a full house at Petodrick. Mm-hmm. Surely you would, if you're Dave Cormack, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if the Championship clubs, League One and League Two, are getting some sort of comp- uh, compensation. No mention is there of a, so far. Yep. No, is there anything happening mm-hmm. in terms of getting any monies? Mm-hmm. 
Get Kate Forbes on. <laughs> she was on the business show the other week. Yep. Is there uh, some sort of fund? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, that's one of the problems. Is that there is money that has been released in general for business, um, and they spend so much time fighting about how where it's actually come from. Look, it's all public money. Here's breaking news: whether money, government money, comes from Westminster or Holyrood, here's breaking news: it's our money. It's from the people. So, but nobody, there's no word about where it's coming from. But that is the breaking news, uh, Craig. I can tell you the championship one and two are not going to shut down at the moment. So I don't know if that augurs well, you know, from your point of view, and we get it, you put it really well. And by the way, club directors have to vote in the best interests of their company. Yeah. They have yeah. to. They've got no option. Uh, Craig, you need the, the wisdom of Solomon. How are you going to spend Christmas? Come cheer us up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully I'll spend it watching some football. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think... Um, oh, well, I've been scrambling around trying to figure out where to get my three-month-old nephew three Christmas, so that's what I'll be doing. But, um, <laughs> no, I think the Championship made the right choice there. I do. Some of the clubs are bigger, but then look at a club like Livy, for example, or Ross County mm-hmm. in the SPL. They're not much bigger than half the clubs in the Championship. Yeah. You know, and, and they'll want to play on because for those clubs... It's better to, unless there's proper support structures, it's better to have some revenue coming into the, the, the ground and even maybe try to get your streams out there because there was more people at home wanting to watch it than, than getting nothing. But to me, and I don't know if Dave and Barry would agree, I think we're in this situation, I think, because the SPFL, the Joint Response Group, and even the clubs as well, didn't prepare well enough for this. We've seen situations this season already where I think it's a disgrace. I mean, the fact, like tonight, for example... You know, St Mirren being forced to play tonight and against us at the weekend, you having scrambled to get players for the loan league that they had on loan, teenagers and kids, because of the ridiculous ill preparation rules. It's, there should be a competitive element to the rules, and there's just not. It's simply, as long as you've got 13 players, so that I could get 13 guys off the street, it mm. doesn't mean it'll be a, a team. It's heading yeah. towards that, Barry, isn't uh, it? Is this not the second time this has happened to yeah, St Mirren? Was it at Celtic Park? They get beat 7-0, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was. I think you're right, yeah. Jim uh, Goodman six. was missing. Yep, six, yep. So you're right, it's the same point. But I, I feel for something because, yep. look, they're, they're clearly got a, a major COVID case, um, a number of COVID cases, sorry, should I say. And it looks to me if he's going to be putting out practically a, a youth team, but we won't know until we get the, the, the team sent through because I would imagine Jim's not running with a big squad. Yeah. No. But you know, you know, see, to get back to the, to the very basics here. Mm. You you can test players all they want. Some other some of the players' wives are working. 100%. So the player can go home and get it from his, the, sure. his wife yeah. or his kids. Yeah. So kids are at school. Sure. But that, that's what I mean, mm. uh, Barry. So, you know, clubs can obey every single rule in the book when it comes to COVID and still end up with COVID in their dressing room. Mm. It's impossible. Yeah, you're to in keep a bubble, you're in a bubble in, in the training ground. Seen to drive out that training ground. They've got to go home. Of course, and as David yeah. just pointed out, a lot of these players' wives work. A lot of these players' kids mm. go to school. They've got to go out. They're human beings. They would probably have to go to the shops and 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 get whatever they need to get at Morrison's or Asda or, or Tesco or whatever. So, 
It just doesn't happen in the training ground. They can also catch it out with the training ground. Other supermarkets available. Craig, listen. Marks <laughs> <laughs> and sparks. <laughs> Craig, thanks a lot. Listen, have a great Christmas and we'll speak to you over the festive period, hopefully. Cheers, Craig. Thank you. Cheers, Craig. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with the taxicenter.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, go, go. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Just keeping you up to date with uh, the breaking news. So the Championship, the first and second divisions have voted to continue playing. So they were never going to stop, but they had the chance to now to put a break on because obviously the Premiership stops at the moment after the January the 3rd game. Hearts Hibs. Is it Tynecastle the match? Uh, next week but anyway so the Edinburgh Derby obviously we've got uh, what we were calling Judgment Day um, a week on Sunday so after that it it stops for three weeks and then it's into the, the cup games Barry you know that well but they're deciding the SPFL the Premiership will decide whether or not they continue. Do they stop now or do they... Have they got the Dundee vote on you? The Dundee, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, remember that. For you the, couldn't make it up, could no. you? <laughs> Only in Scotland. Mind you, I'm not so sure, eh? Last week we had all the draws elsewhere that were wrong. Remember the Europa, the Champions League eh, was wrong last week. Listen, we've got three big games tonight. Hibs, Aberdeen will have the team shortly. St. Johnson, Ross County and St. Mirren against Celtic. Let's hear a wee bit more from Ange Postacoglu, who's uh, certainly enjoyed the success of winning his first trophy and Celtic's first trophy for, well, it's just, it's a year since they won something, but that was the the cup final that, that should have been played and would have been in the summer of 2020. Confused? It's called the COVID days. That's that's it. That's the main bit. It's not that I, I don't take personal pride and yeah, you know, I, I pat myself on the back and well done, Ange, and, and on we go. But it's you do it for those reasons because that's you're sharing it with people. It's why I love football. It's why I think I struggled with any individual sports. Not that I was any good at them, but I'm going, well, who are you going to share them with if you win something? You know, for me, it's got five close mates. I met them all playing football as a nine-year-old and they're still my mates today. That's what I love about the game. So the people I share it with now, the players and the staff, that's, like I said, that's where the goal is for me to watch them enjoy that moment, know that I've been a part of it as well and that in 20 years' time, find me sitting on a rocking chair somewhere we can we can reminisce about it that's that's the beauty of it and and it's no different to to what it does for supporters i know because you know that's the bit they love you know that after the game they'll they'll share a beer with their mates and and they'll never forget those moments is he in the edge of great things as a a great celtic manager now, there's a question. No, I, think, right. I think a bit early for <laughs> yeah. that, Paul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what I would say is that that interview there is why he's so popular within the, 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 the Celtic support. You know, he is so open and honest, uh, down to earth. There's no ego there. Um, I think the supporters love him. My concern when he came in was he inherited such a shambles. I thought he could go 6, 10, 15 points behind. And knowing this city, uh, I thought the supporters could turn but he's well on side now within the support. And if he gets the support from the board that he deserves, then Celtic can make a real title race of this. Because he's taken the heat off them in recent months. Big time he's saved their skins because the support, I think at long last, had, had seen how deficient those who, who have been running the club have been, um, how they allowed the team to... the demise of the team over a period of time, highlighted by Brendan Rodgers, among others. 
Um, and, and Ange Postacoglu has got them off the hook. Barry, his interviews, they, they are worth listening to when you hear yeah, that. His pals. I know he doesn't want to pat yourself in the back, but you should pat yourself in the back. He's delivered the, the, the first trophy, but it's clear when he does come across as a genuine, down-to-earth human being. Um, and um, for me, it was a worry, I'm sure. But a lot of people are worried. I, I, had, I, heard, um, I hadn't sorry, heard of him. Didn't know much of him. I'm sure you would have been the same. Obviously, Craig Moore had a bit more info and, and spoke about him highly and obviously done a good job uh, in Japan. And he's came here and he's um, he's brought a brand of football that's real exciting and attack-minded. Um, still a bit vulnerable and a bit wide open for me at the back at mm -hmm. times. Um, but listen, he's delivered the first trophy. Um and I'm sure that's why the, the Celtic fans are, are loving at this moment in time. That would have been the big question about the defence. And you know, still is. Yeah. Still is. Carol Starfelt mm. at the weekend, uh, I think, you know, and I've, a lot of people have said to me, oh, you're too hard on him, give him time. Well, he's, he's had, he's had what, five, six months. And I, I just don't see, and I'm not picking on the boy, I'm, I just don't see him being, if, if Celtic are serious about building a, a really good side for Postacoglu, they, they have to get a better quality of player in, in what is a vital position in any team. David, what do you think about Vickers? Carter Vickers. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's doing a good job up here. Um, I, I, I think Daniel Levy was flying a kite when he was talking about 10 million. Um, I, I think good old-fashioned defender, Barry, no throws... I think you get Julian in alongside him or another centre back, but but certainly not Starfelt. I mean, when you're looking at the mistakes he made in the cup final, that that would terrify me if I'm a if I'm. I thought I had try to play on him, Starfelt at times, and, and you, it, you could it, understand it, that, couldn't mm, you? Yeah, you could worked. understand that. Mm. When you said, what do you think of Vickers? I thought you were going to say, what, in ministers and priests or something? Yeah. <laughs> he looked as though, what's Barry asking me? What do you think of Vickers? What, the vicar of Dibley? <laughs> I get it. Barry now wants to talk about Christmas uh, stuff on the telly. I wondered as well, Vickers? No, I could tell. You know, occasionally, because you oh, looked at me, I've had horns yeah. coming out my head there. But, but I never actually, no. never actually noticed that watching the game at the weekend. Yep. Um, but, the, but now that Barry has mentioned it, they did appear to, to play on him. And, and got a result, you know, with the corner that led to the goal, needlessly. Um, Hanlon runs off him for the Hibs goal. He missed two really good headers at either near post. Um, and I'm not just, I'm not talking about the weekend's game in isolation. I'm talking about for months now. Uh, I think the boy is shot. Where does he rate that success for him, winning a, a cup here in Scotland? I always get asked this question. That, that I, I can't separate him because I know they've all had blood, sweat and tears poured into them every you know, every success that I've been lucky to be part of. But it was it was special. Not just, I guess, for me personally, but when I looked around that dressing room and you, know, you just sort of visualise the individual sort of journeys that some of those guys have had. And like I said, I feel fortunate to be a part of that. And it's something that, you know, again, when dust settles and decided to, to not do what I do now, I'll reflect on those days but more importantly I'll reflect on the people I share them with that's always been what's special to me uh, but it was it was definitely a great moment and, and one I'll cherish so a big weekend for Celtic winning the first major trophy of the season the Premier Sports the Scottish League Cup right here's the uh, first with the team news the Celtic and St Mirren lineup. St Mirren lineup, and let's see who they've got in that we recognise so it's Linus and goals tonight Fraser Shaughnessy the captain Dunn Miller 
Reid, Henderson, Kilty, Tanzer, Offord and Main. Um, don't have the subs yet there. And for Celtic, here's the Celtic lineup: Bain. So it's Bain tonight rather than Hart. Uh, Ralston, Carter Vickers, Welsh, Scales, Beaton, McGregor the captain, Johnson, Rogic, Moffat who came on at the weekend, Owen Moffat and Abada. On the bench for Celtic, there is uh, Hazard is on the bench, the keeper, Taylor, McCarthy, Shaw, Henderson, Montgomery and Juranovic. I mean, the thing that strikes you, Barry, first of all, is with uh, with uh, the lineup for St Mirren, there's a lot of names that we that we don't know so well. Yeah, there is. There's um, four or five names. And if yep. you look at their bench as well, um, their full bench, looks to me if it's, if it's young boys as well. So he's, he's certainly missing. There's, there's been a, a major outbreak at St Mirren and he's, he's missing some of his um, most influential players, no doubt about it. Um, then you look at Celtic as well, they've made a number of changes. Mm. Um, Bain is a big one for me, coming in for, obviously, Joe Hart. Joe Hart doesn't seem to be on the bench as well, because Young Hazard's on the, the bench. Does that well, maybe make sense though, sorry, because Bain does get thrown in now and again, keep his hand in, keep his eye in? Yeah, could be a point, or listen, Joe might have picked up a, a niggle. Um, mm. we, we don't know, you need to find out um, before the game or after the game. Obviously the manager will let us know, but Ralston come in, Welsh and Scales um, are in mm-hmm. um, and the young boy Moffat so they're still look, I mean I look at that midfield three that's the engine room of our team mm-hmm. Beaton Callum McGregor and Rogic that's that's a strong three the Saints subs I just hadn't spotted them Urmanski the keeper Taylor Jack McDonald Kenny and McManus Davey what do you make of uh, the lineups for tonight? Um, I, I think Joe Hart must be injured I think the game's too important to Celtic for Ange Postecoglou to play a weakened side. Um, and I think if it's his strongest side at the moment, Joe Hart plays. The one surprise for me, if you look at the bench, Juranovic on the bench surprises me. Um, I think he's been outstanding. So, uh, listen, I, I, I think it's a side that against a, a young St Murn team should and probably will win the game but it's a night that Celtic can't afford to to be entertain any complacency at all you know the, the worst thing for Ange Postecoglou will be reading all week that someone are going to put out a shadow side mm-hmm. he'll be, is it? well yeah. I think he'll be sure. saying to his players look forget all the talk about shadow sides we saw Dundee United going to Ibrox mm-hmm. and almost getting a point with what effectively mm-hmm. was a young reserve side so they'll have to be in their toes Joe Hart was on the radio this morning with Jim White on Talk Sports, so he was on, I wouldn't say media duties, but you know, Jim gets uh, so many people, but he was on this morning. Barry, that is a point, isn't it? Uh, we'll, we'll find out later what it was. If something did go wrong for Celtic, you'd say, well, why didn't you play your average? We, we spoke about it earlier in the week in terms of Alan McGregor. I th- mm. If you look back at Rangers, Alan yeah. McGregor got left out a couple of games. Since um, Geo's come in, Alan McGregor's played every single game. Um, for me, as I always maintain, a top goalkeeper wins your games as well. It's not just outfield players. And you, you need to just look back at the League Cup final on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I thought Joe Hart pulled off a number of yeah. the top saves. Um, so it must be an injury. This time last year, it would have been Jack Ross, the manager, up against Derek McInnes. Today, it's Sean Maloney up against Stephen Glass. So Hibs line up and Hibs will play Hearts the Derby is at Easter Road thanks James so Hibs tonight so the cup finalists from Sunday Macy Doig Hanlon Porteous and McGinn Boyle Nisbet Doyle Hayes Allen 
Cadden and Campbell. So Barry will give us the formation, I'm sure, soon. But obviously that's not the formation there, but I see a couple of changes from the weekend. People who started on the bench. On the bench tonight, Dabrowski, Wright, Deutsch, Gogic, Murphy, Scott and Stevenson. And for the Dons, Lewis, the captain. So that probably means there's no Brown tonight, I would imagine. Yeah, Lewis, Gallagher, Watkins, Ramirez, Hedges, J. Emmanuel Thomas, Ojo, Hayes, Ferguson, Campbell and Bates. On the bench, Woods, McKenzie, McGinn, McLennan, Jenks, Ramsey and Samuels. Davy, looking at those uh, two lineups, uh, two strong lineups. Yeah, it's made a few. I think I think it's four changes for 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 Hibbs. Josh Doyle coming in. I was surprised he was left out at the uh, at the weekend. Scott Allen, no surprise that he's come in. Um, he can give Hibbs something. I think that no one else in that squad can. It will be Campbell off uh, Boyle and Nisbet again, and the midfield three of Doyle, Hayes, Scott Allen, and Chris Cadden. I would think. Um, strong hip side they're missing Newell the central of course, midfielder of course yeah. Barry yeah. Joe Newell who's um, for me he's a very good footballer um, so th- that'll be a, a big miss um, from him so it'll be interesting to see what formation um, I know they went a four at the back against Celtic in the, the cup final but Jack Ross was big on his back three um, so it'll be interesting to see what formation Sean goes and, and, Aberdeen. and who plays because yep, I know the young boy Campbell who's done really well yeah. plays behind yeah. the front two normally but where's Scott Allen going to play that's normally his position yeah. so it'll be interesting to see what formation he's got would, would Paul McGinn go into a back three if it's, if it's going to be a three it could be, be he Paul could McGinn? be right at a back three right. with Hanlon um, and Porteous and um, it'll be Cadden I would probably say right wing back Doig left wing back midfield three of Doyle Hayes sitting with um, Campbell and Allen and two up top Obviously, uh, the two have been playing mm. all the time as um, Boyle and Nisbet. Bit of strength, a bit of speed. Cadden's fast, isn't he? Chris Cadden. I was surprised he was left out as well. Yeah, on the um, bench. Yeah. Yep. So there's been a, a few changes um, Hibs have made from the, the cup final. Sometimes it's good to freshen it up, albeit they've done really well in the second half. First half Celtic dominated them, no doubt about it. So he's made a few changes, freshened them up and it'll be interesting to see if he goes a back three or a back four. Looking forward to it. You give us the Aberdeen lineup, how you think they will play, and we'll get your predictions. And also, Davy, I don't think we'll see you until the new year. No. I'm going to ask you who would be your choice of manager of 2021. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, go, go. <laughs> Go Radio Football Show it's uh, an early Christmas edition Christmas how many sleeps then Barry? three sleeps till yep. Santa yep. <laughs> looking forward to it no flies I love Christmas I know you, you're buzzing I can yeah. tell I mean we're all worrying about Covid and we hope everyone's okay and it's, it gets to everyone you can tell everywhere the mood but Christmas is coming let's enjoy it you're off to the Panto on Friday. David, you're off to a family celebration. And listen, everyone, thanks for making the switch this year to the Go Radio Football Show. Over a million downloads. And, uh, yep, we really appreciate every single one of you for tuning in to the programme. Every night from 5 until 7 tomorrow night, Rob is here. Rob McLean, along with Craig Moore and Mark Guidi. And they were here on Sunday with the Boxing Day special. John Hartson, Craig Moore and myself on from 12 until 5. The early game then is St. Johnson against Celtic. And then, yes, Barry, you're looking at me. 
Yeah. No, I'm just listening. I was saying we're on on Sunday. I thought it was another Vickers moment. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we've got Rangers St Mirren at... uh, Three o'clock, <laughs> along with Motherwell against Livingston, Hearts against Ross County, and Dundee United against Hebs. Right, tonight three games are on. Didn't look as though the St Mirren Celtic game would go on. St Mirren, you know, ravished by COVID, but the game goes ahead. And uh, we gave you the lineups a few moments ago. We'll give them again for St Mirren fans: Linus, Fraser, Shaughnessy, Dunn, and Miller, Reid, Henderson, Kilty, and Tanzer, Offord, and Main. And for Celtic, Davy, um, you've noticed a couple of things. Bain, yeah, yeah, Scott yeah. Bain, Scott Bain, and a bit of a surprise there: Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Welsh, and, and Scales. Uh, the midfield three that Barry was mentioning, uh, Bitten, uh, Rogic and Callum McGregor, rock solid three there. And Moffat and Abada um, and Mickey Johnson. What a start for Owen Moffat, not even 20 yet until next month. Amazing, isn't it, Barry? He's um, he's come on twice and he's got a League Cup medal already. Yeah, listen, it's brilliant for him, brilliant experience. Um, but listen, it's, it's only a couple of games he, he needs to, he, he's had a taste of it. And for me, that should make you even more hungrier. Um, so you go away and you work even harder than you, you did before to try and force your way into that 18. Because um, when everybody's fit, as a strong 18, no doubt about it. The reason why he's in is because they've got a few injuries. But it's up to the young boy to go and show he has it to stay in there. You've heard some good things from Ireland about Liam Skills. Yep, I, I'd seen him a number of times because my son um, is over there playing. Yep. Watched Shamrock where he played, and I've got to be honest with you, I was really impressed with him. Mm. What did I, you like about him? I watched him, just very comfy on the ball, very elegant. Um, watched him live actually three times. Uh, watched the full ninety minutes, and um, I can see the reasons why. I don't think it was it was just Celtic was interested in him. I th- I'm sure there was a few clubs down south that were were looking at him. Um, and you've not seen much of him at Celtic, but what you did, I think it was up at Tannadice. He came on and he. He got that goal, um, and I thought he did. He did pretty well. So, first start tonight, and it's up to him to go and prove that he he has the capabilities to play in the Celtic team. Could there be any slip up tonight by Celtic? And what's your prediction, Barry? What do you reckon? No, I I, I can't see. I mean, I know he's made a number of changes, but I always always go to the the area of the engine room, and I look at the three players that. Celtic have got in there, and they three can um, control the game. Then you look at St. Mun decimated by obviously COVID um, they've still got a couple of experienced players in there but I fully expect Celtic um, to get to three points that would bring it back to four points Rangers seven ahead at the moment 48 points Celtic on 41 Davy, what do you reckon tonight? well listen un- unthinkable that Celtic would drop anything you know given that the, the, they're four points behind Rangers they can't afford I don't think for that gap to, to increase always a slight concern I think when Kyogo is is not starting and not even on the bench. But as Barry said, they, they should have enough control in the midfield, I think, to create the chances that Celtic would need to win the game. Give you the team news from St. Johnson against Ross County. No one would have thought we'd be speaking about Ross County, well, against St. Johnson. And St. Johnson, if I said one of them was bottom of the table, if I'd said that to you at the start, you'd have thought it was uh, the men from Dingwall. But no, it's Ross County. It's, sorry, it's St. Johnson. Saints are lining up this way. Parish and goal. So you wonder why Xander Clark isn't. He's not even. They've the got a few COVID. Yeah. They, they have four or five COVID cases as well, St. Johnson. So Parish, Brown, Gordon, the captain, McCart, then Donker, Davidson, Bryson, Butterfield, Booth, 
May and O'Halloran on the bench. Sinclair, Devine, Craig, Crawford, Middleton, Solomon, Otabor and Muller still waiting for the uh, the Ross County lineup. What about St. Johnson? How crucial is this game tonight? Yeah, look, uh, you don't need to tell Callum Davison. Um, he knows this is a a game that he has to get three points. Um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if you says to me at the start of the season, St. Johnson would be sitting at the bottom of the league, I thought you were crazy. We obviously won in the double last year, but I, I, look, you don't become a bad manager overnight. He has lost two of his best players and his captain, Jason Kerr, and, and the young midfielder, Alan McCann, who I thought was a brilliant prospect. Mm. So I still look at that team. I know he's got a few COVID cases, but it's still a, a strong team. And then you look at the bench, you've got Liam Craig and you've got Glenn Middleton um, there as well, Ali Crawford. Um, so, no, I, I think St. Johnson, I'll get the win tonight. I'll be a close one, 2-1. 2-1. Mm. Yep. That's uh, that's all they would need mm. uh, to come off the bottom. St. Johnson, Davey, as you know, start the day on uh, 14 points. Ross County on 15. Dundee on 16. St. Mirren on 18 points. So, what about St. Johnson? I, I, I think Ross County might just nick that tonight. Okay. I think Mark, yeah. well, I think Mark has turned the corner. He made a horrendous start to the season, but... And, you know, the, the wise money would have been on them being relegated uh, automatically, but he, he's picked up some really good points recently and I think St. Johnson's confidence has to be fragile just now. I, I think Ross County might nick that. Wow. Uh, Barry, what about Aberdeen? Your nephew Lewis is playing. We looked at yeah. the Aberdeen lineup and quite a few changes. Yeah, there is a, a number of changes. And I, I think it looks to me that just a old-fashioned old 4 2 they're going to go. Um, obviously, Lewis in goals, Ojo at right-back, left-back, Johnny Hayes, two centre backs um, would be Bates and Declan Gallagher, who's yeah. not had Remember. a lot of football. Yeah, yeah, he's not had a lot, a lot of football. Two central midfielders will be obviously Lewis and and Young Campbell on the right. I think it will be Watkins on the left, Hedges and up top, um, Ramirez and the Jet, and the Jet himself. The fans love him when he plays. So to give you. The at the moment in the league. They're looking at Aberdeen on sixth spot. They're in 24 points. Uh, they're just one behind Dundee United. And uh, what do you think, Davey, for how it's going to go for this one? Hibs, of course, on 23. So, massive game again. Just one point between them. Yeah, I, I fancy Hibs. I think Sean Maloney will get a reaction. Um, he's made a few changes tonight. I, I think he'll, he'll get a reaction. Um, good to see Calvin Ramsey back on the bench for Aberdeen. They need him back in the side. Um, Terrific young be interesting players, to see if they get an offer for the him and the, the window coming up the word is yes he isn't look, it he looks yeah, an outstanding mm. player I haven't seen a great deal of him Barry but he looks, the, he looks apart yeah. Davey yep. I've got to agree with you um, what's your scoreline Davey 2-1 2-1 sorry you said 2-1 <laughs> still 2-1 uh, Barry what do you reckon scoreline wise I, I'm going to go with Hibs I'm, I'm looking at Aberdeen two big players I'm missing McCrory mm-hmm. and, and Scott Brown um, and obviously Sean Maloney's first home game I'm sure the, you'll have them right up for it the crowd will be right behind them going to go Hibs to win this one you're going for Hibs yes. yep, so you're going for Hibs you're going for Celtic and uh, you're going for St Johnson mm-hmm. yep. you're in agreement guys tonight Yeah. no I'm Ross, I'm Ross County you're Ross, County. Ross County sorry I beg your pardon yeah. Yeah. just watching for the Ross County team there but Mackay has got them really going at it, aren't they? But they've had some good results. They've been unlucky to lose late, late goals, but they're uh, they're a decent team. Yeah, I, I watched the the highlights of the game um, against Celtic up there. Mm. He, they're a, 
He's been unlucky. Malky. Let me just check if they're still playing that game. No, not finished in 97 minutes. <laughs> I saw it was a joke going round today about it. I've got to agree with Malky. You, prob- <laughs> you probably sent it and it's steady. Yeah. No, and, uh, listen, I think they've had some um, things go against them, no doubt about it. Here's but they've the certainly picked up. Maynard Brewer, of course, in goals. Uh, Vaukins, Canchola, Baldwin, Spittle, Callaghan, Watson, Charles Cook, Clark, Hungbo, and white so we've got your predictions some news from down south Chelsea have decided who stays out on loan for the second part of the season Billy Gilmer stays in Norwich so that, that's good news isn't it brilliant news because yeah. listen Dean Smith coming in put him straight into the yeah. team and and he's been per, uh, performing ever so well the most important thing for Billy as he plays week in week out um, at Norwich and I'm sure he'll go back do his pre-season at Chelsea and force his way in there next season Tottenham West Ham Davy, who's going to win that one tonight the London Derby West Ham go with my, my old teammate my big buddy Big Moisey Moise. Barry what do you think I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against them I mean I was I was impressed with Liverpool at the weekend but go Scotland they, plus Harry Kane should have been off shouldn't he 100% <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, just sending yeah. off no doubt about it and Liverpool um, against Leicester Liverpool can't Liverpool, go against Liverpool it? Leicester haven't won there I think in many years Davey yeah yep. yeah Jurgen Klopp side for me it's got it's got to be Davey we won't see you until next year no so manager of the year let me throw this at you uh, for tw- for this year 2021 who would it be in Scotland Stephen Gerrard well to win the title by 25 points yep. that's a title that I never gave Rangers any hope uh, of winning and to do it as comfortably uh, as he did was with some effort Stephen Gerrard for me and player of this year while you think about it well I'm going to ask Barry what he makes of that the manager of the year yeah Stephen Gerrard closely followed by Callum Davison yeah of course because it it was so tight and the late late manager of the year can we throw in the name of Dick Campbell which is phenomenal what he's doing at uh, part-timer broth top of the championship absolute unbelievable job that he's doing there and he's got it up with the the top of the championship, part time, lowest budget in the league. Um, what what a man! What a manager! Um, and you know what it's like managing part time against mainly full time players. It's hard because sometimes they they can't turn up for training because they've, they've yeah. got to do overtime or whatever. So that's all the things that that Campbell's got got um, sorry is up against. But what what a job he's done over the years since he's he's went to Arbroath. I don't think I think Barry's probably better qualified than anyone to talk about the difficulty of having a part-time team in against the full-timers, and to me it's absolutely astonishing. I mean, if if, if he even can keep them in the top four by next May, he he's manager of the year for me. He sure is. He's been phenomenal. You may get a statue if he wins that league. Oh sure. will <laughs> get blown into the water. <laughs> Davy Finley, before you go, is any word of your old team Kilmarnock, who's taking over from Tommy Wright, who disappeared at the weekend? They won't be short of applicants. I mean, mm. if if they could, and I'm sure they've. If Derek McInnes is not on their wish list, I'd be very surprised. Whether Derek would take it, I don't know, but it would be a great appointment, I think. Barry. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant job to get. For me, Premier League team, tough season last year. Um, I think there'll be so many managers desperate to get that job. Jack Ross, maybe one I've of seen them. Stephen yeah. Naismith. Stephen Naismith as well. Yeah, of course. Great Kilmarnock player. That's where he came from. Went to Rangers, went down south. That is a good shout, isn't it? But I think yeah. the big managers will, will want that job. That's um, they're a big club, Kilmarnock. Listen, we won't see either of you until after Christmas, so have a great Christmas. You too. And yeah, you for, too. And hopefully we'll see you, Davey, along with Barry and myself, on Judgment Day, January the 2nd, if it's on. 
thanks very much uh, enjoy the matches tonight Jokal Day is up next Rob's here tomorrow night live at five the Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! go, 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 go. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.